Voices of the Temple, official podcast of the Temple of Witchcraft, exploring mystery and magic through love, will, and wisdom, hosted by Adam Sartwell. Well, hello, listeners. I am going to tell you who I have with me today. But first, we'll do our invocation to get into sacred space with each other. So take a deep breath. Become present where you are. As we call to the great spirit, we call to the two who move as one. Through the three rays of love, will, and wisdom, we call upon the goddess, maiden, mother, and crone, past, present, and future creator, sustainer, and destroyer, weaver of the web. We call to the God, Lord of light and Lord of darkness, God of the green and the gold, God of the horn and the red, singer of the song, be with us now and forever. So mote it be. So today I have some Taurus ministry peeps with me. Uh, we have Jason Gamash, who is the lead minister of the Taurus ministry, uh, with a focus on development of sacred sites on the temple property here in Salem, New Hampshire. He's a graduate of the Temple Seminary program and a former pilgrim of the sun and stars. Prior to accepting lead minister role, Jason worked as a volunteer in the Taurus ministry, particularly designing and developing the Green Man Grotto space, and has done design work with the Sagittarius ministry for educational graphics. And with him today is Jason, the deputy so of Taurus. So there are two Jasons in Taurus. So it gets a little confusing. So when I talk about Jay, I'm going to be talking about the lead minister. And when I say Jason, I'll be talking to our deputy. So you guys can say hello if you'd like. Good evening. How are you? <laughs> and hello, this is Jason, the deputy. So, you know, whose voice when you hear... <laughs> Their voices oh, I should have been more clear. This this is Jay, the lead Jason. <laughs> uh, and uh, we are only missing one of the uh, of Taurus, right? The there's only one more deputy, correct? Which is Tyler. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah, Tyler couldn't make it this evening. <laughs> well, that that is perfectly okay. So, Jay. Tell me a little bit about how you came to witchcraft. How I came into witchcraft. Um, I married a witch. So that's kind of where it started. Um, wasn't really practicing when we first got married and kind of was looking for something and decided to take some classes with the temple. And so it began. Um, and I just never looked back. And honestly, it's just something that, that just kind of took over, you know, and was everything I had been looking for. So I just kept going and going and going. And here we are. That's awesome. 
Jason Deputy, would you like to share? Sure. Uh, so for me, I started uh, several decades ago now. Uh, uh, it started with a, a knee injury and looking for healing that got me into Reiki. Uh, and then from Reiki, I started discovering Native American spirituality and then discovered the spiritualist church and explored that way and then uh, became a full-time professional healer and uh, bounced between several other shamanic and other traditions until eventually I found the Temple of Witchcraft. And uh, then I got deeper and deeper into the temple, uh, first finding the Temple of Witchcraft in like 2010, 2011, and got deeper into it in 2014 and have not looked back. So uh, it's awesome. It's a fun journey. <laughs> it can be, yes. <laughs> so, uh, Jay, you are the fourth Taurus minister since the founding of the temple. And each one has brought different abilities and talents and ideas to the role. Uh, what do you feel like you bring to this role? I think for me, um, taking the mantle from each one and really from the last one um, and just seeing where they left off was was really good. Um, and they were already going in a direction that I kind of felt like we were or I was called to go. Um, I'm very into the outdoors, the forest um, in particular. And for me, maintaining the trails and doing things along the trails and talking to Jason and uh, Tyler as to what their plans were, it just really all kind of clicked. And I said, you know what, these are things that are really um, inspiring. So, and things that I was I had already had interest in. So uh, for me, bringing a sense of Let's say the outdoors, but um, yeah, the outdoors and and I work more with like the spirit, the energies of the land, as opposed to spirits and deities. So for me, I, I plan to work with the energy of the land and the spirits too, but more so with the energy of the land as opposed to um, say gods and goddesses and, and deities. That's awesome. If that makes sense. Yeah, if that, no, makes, that sense. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Spirits of the land makes complete sense to me. Uh, so I, I, I have been here, you know, as Virgo for that entire time, uh, watching <laughs> all of them go through. And I do think each Taurus minister has brought different blessings and strengths. And uh, it's really been awesome to see, that role pass from person to person and how it shifts and how it changes. It's kind of like do watching Dr. Who of like, you know, <laughs> it's a different person and uh, it, it's pretty cool. Um, and they all bring something new to the role and, you know, some things go away and some things are new. Um, I keep, you know, just now I was uh, thinking about how we used to have walk in the woods way back when um 
and I'm, you know, a witch's walk in the woods. And I'm going to like put that out there of like, Oh, wouldn't that be nice to come back? Um, <laughs> but, uh, now you, because, uh, we have been shifting things within the temple. Um, and this is, you know, impetus of, you know, Mr. Penzak himself, uh, that we are shifting to um, each of the lead ministers sort of more al- being more aligned with the energy of our, our, um, of the, the lead minister role being more in alignment with the energy and spirit uh, that works with the temple in that role. Um, And because we've been doing that, we've been doing different rituals for each of the lead ministers. And I think you may be one of the first to actually have experienced this. So can you tell me anything about the um, ritual you recently did here at the temple, Jay? Yes, the ritual that we recently did was amazing. It was one of the most profound things I have ever been part of. Um, we went outdoors in the sub-zero temperature, the wind howling, and it was fantastic. Um, Christopher met me down at the at the circle, the Cromluck, mm-hmm. and as you know, I was coming down the path and I have a a Hawk is my master teacher. And as soon as I hit the path, the top of the hill, Hawk was there, presence known. Um, And everything, every senses in my body just went crazy. So coming down the hill, you know, I stopped by the well, a little meditation by the well, went into the, the circle and sat in the chair and it was just phenomenal. Like the sensory between the, the, the wind and the, the snow was coming down off the trees onto our heads while we were doing blessings. And um, this is going to sound kind of uh, Christmas story esque, but you put your feet on the, on the crystal. It was so cold. My feet stuck to the crystal. Like if you ever stick your tongue in the bowl. Yes. Um, and so between the cold and everything else, you know, you're, you're kind of tuning that out because you're, you're just so into the moment. And it was so cold at that moment that when I put my shoes on, I just felt this warm rush of just warmth energy. Um, so Chris does his thing where, you know, you call in your temple spirit and as he's doing everything and you're in your meditation and, the visuals are just going and and everything was all white and gleaming and shining. And as soon as he called in for rest, it just turned all forest green, but still all flashing. It was so amazing. And there was just so much sensory and the birds were chirping. And when he finished, everything was silent. Like it was just dead silent. As soon as he was done, it was amazing. Um, I don't, I'm hoping everybody else has such a profound experience. Um, and I, 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 yes, cause I thought it was one of the most amazing things that I ever experienced. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, 
you named the the Cromlech. So I'm going to skip around in our questions to move towards energetic geometry for a moment. Um, I know I took one of the classes that they had here at the temple. Um, and it is uh, amazing to, because we built the Cromlech together. Can you talk a little bit about what is a Cromlech and what is, you know, energetic geometry and maybe some of your experiences with it? Um, sure. Energetic geometry is, say in a nutshell, taking the the energy of the land and using the placements of it to, to attain a certain frequency to that specific section of land. Um, the chromic itself down in, in the in the temple trails is tuned to ether and manifestation. Um, so what we did was we take the longitude of the latitude of the land, put it into the calculator. Thank goodness we don't have to do all that math, right? Um, yes. And with all that, the calculations that they give you, you make a precise mandala of the place. And with that mandala, it's it's aligned to the winter, uh, summer solstice and the winter solstice. And you can attune your space. And in our case, we're attuning the temple, but lots of different spaces to it, actually, with the water uh, gardens are tuned to the water. Um, the temple itself, I think, is aligned into the, the solstice rectangle. So... Um, I'm going to lose my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> it's past my bedtime. Seven o'clock is past my bedtime. Um, so, yeah. And, and really it's, it's about using the energies of the land as a way to um, energize the space, harmonize the space as it were. Awesome. And, and a chrome neck is a, is a uh, stone circle or stone, um, mandala that is created to do that sort of energetic work and we're using the proportions yes. right yeah um yeah chromic is is say the fancy name for a stone circle like stonehenge yeah all right so unless you have something more i feel like we should no 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 i was one. just gonna say yeah i was just gonna say that the, the, the one down at the at the in the forest is tuned to manifestation. Yeah. Based on and the circle of ether. Yeah. And initiation, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, I remember when we took the class, cause you know, it was a while ago, um, that they talked about how, uh, the set that we used was like a Mayan temple that had the same sort of energy, um, or at least right. geometry. And so when you came to the center of it, you basically, you, if you started your path towards the center, you had to have a very good focus on what it was you were trying to manifest. And when you got to the center, you would experience what it was you were trying to manifest. And so when people were thinking about, oh God, there's going to be spiders in this tomb, they had a, had a sort of vision of spider uh, in the, in the middle of that space. So, um, it is, 
you know, really cool. I, I felt like it was a really neat, neat day. And, you know, I got to, you know, do my dowsing rods when we did it. And, um, it definitely had an, an, an amazing effect, which I think the energetic that was a geometry. really fantastic class. It was really it was neat. Really, it was a really fantastic class. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of all the math, but, uh, I was a big fan of the energy. <laughs> <laughs> the end result the end result i loved but <laughs> yeah. yes. doing the math i was like okay yeah i feel like i'm in geometry class and i was good at geometry voices of the temple is brought to you by our many wonderful sponsors for the temple of witchcraft community center fund including our anonymous and monthly contributors special thanks to the robin's nest a metaphysical community in all ways for always. Located in Bellingham, Massachusetts, the Robin's Nest offers a wide selection of magical tools, divination decks, books, crystals, incense, herbs, oils, teas, and candles for all of your spiritual and magical needs. The Nest also offers up a wide range of services, including psychic readings, rituals, and classes. Shop online at therobinsnestma.com or come to visit in person and be greeted by the sounds of running water, tinkling chimes, and laughing voices as you step into the magical realm. If you would like to become a sponsor for Voices of the Temple and contribute to the Temple of Witchcraft Community Center Fund, please contact Debbie Stullhorn at Debbie that's an IE, Stellhorn at templeofwitchcraft.org. Or look for more information at our website at templeofwitchcraft.org. <laughs> uh, so I know you guys are the stewards of the land. So what sort of land projects has Taurus got on for this year slash season? slash whatever. So this season for Taurus, um, we are going to finish the well. As beautiful as it looks, I think it needs to come up a couple of, like another foot for safety reasons. Um, but it is gorgeous. Uh, we are working on a second well over in the ferry well. We're going to build that one up as, as well. That sounded weird. Um <laughs> <laughs> and we are working on actually I've just taken some pictures we have to do a lot of ground clearing because as you know every winter things fall I have a photo where we last year we had built last season we had built that bridge over the the little wetland you can't see it anymore so we're going to have to clear out some of that stuff so that is a unexpected project um, we are going to do a bunch of garden work. We want to move some, correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, move the hops over to a different area and the nettles somewhere else because it's very congested in the area that it's in. Yeah, the nettles uh, and hops are fighting each other. 
Yeah. Yeah. I noticed because, you know, I, I'm the one who harvests those things mostly. Uh, So uh, yeah, the hops, it just like spreads out and wants to go all over the place because it's a vine Uh, and the nettles were right next to it. So, you know, and they're both sort of spiky. Um, They have like little tiny spikes on, well, hops does on the stems and nettle you know gives you that fun allergic reaction every time you touch it because it has um chemicals within the little little um fingers (laughs) out of its not fingers phalanges i don't know whatever um (laughs) little little those stingy things yeah yeah they're little they're very (laughs) tiny (laughs) you know i feel like they're the diameter of like a um one of those uh, acupuncture <laughs> needles because <laughs> they go into you and you're like, ah, yeah. Um, but it's great treatment for, you know, arthritis is to sting yourself with it every day. Um, but then you also have to sting yourself with it every day. <laughs> anyway. Which is worse. <laughs> yeah, which is worse. Um, I know I, um, I uh, recently was um, buying seeds so I was like, oh, this year I want to have um, calendula or calendula or whatever, however you say it. I say it calendula because I read it first and said I've heard it. Um, and uh, I want to bring back the peppermint. The peppermint died out. And I've never seen peppermint die out, but it was close to the nettles. So <laughs> I think they shaded it out. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I have my own, you know, Taurus projects. I'm going to try and grow some colonial somewhere. And I really like that because it's really a bright, beautiful orange. And um, anyway. Um, what, so, so come, come this, come spring. Now that yes. you say seeds, we will be expecting, say expecting, um, or utilizing seed donations from Ostara. I say oh, that cool. because this is going to be after Osara. Yeah, um, it will be in a, in April, so, yeah. Um, it will probably be looking at things that are perennial herbs and flowers. So maybe peppermint will make its way back in. Well, I've already ordered it. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> I'm making it happen. I even I even have plans of like setting up a, a little, because I have a greenhouse light. Um, I'm going to set it up in the basement. I know that sounds really sketchy, but um, I'm just growing herbs. <laughs> Nothing else. Um, hey. <laughs> that and waking up my um, my geraniums before I put them back out. Um, you know, I, I was like, oh, I could set this up in the basement. Sure. And it'll be right next to the Green Man Grotto um, on the other side of the wall. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, and actually we're looking to hold, maybe hopefully hold some space in there this year. I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to have it set up that we can either utilize it for a Taurus ritual or, you know, if we do a, a witch's walk procession of the land type of thing, maybe we can gather in there first or something. Um, we're also going to work on the poison garden. Um, I think it's got a little erosion problem. Yeah, where the rocks are kind of sliding down. I'm I'm waving my hands like you guys can see me uh, down the down the little side into into the path. So we're going to rebuild the path and kind of put some erosion protection in there, as it were. So 
Thank you for listening. We will return in part two of our interview with Jason and Jason from our Taurus ministry, where we will talk more about Taurus ministry and the things that they're working on at present. Now, to let us release our space, please become present again with this present moment as we thank the Great Spirit and the two who move as one. We thank the three rays of love, will, and wisdom. We thank the goddess and the god who move through us and work with us. May we recognize your presence in our lives. Blessed be. Merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be everyone. You've been listening to Voices of the Temple, the official podcast of the Temple of Witchcraft. All contents of this podcast are copyright 2023 with the Temple of Witchcraft. For more information, go to our website at templeofwitchcraft.org.